Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. I'm 
beautiful Lord. Can you take it higher?
certain people. You can't get it on a prayer mountain. You can't get it by prayer and fasting. You can only receive it when it avails. I see an anointing. I've seen, listen, I see demonstrated of the Spirit here. Holy Ghost! Marekos! things in moments. Give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise. You may be seated. Oh, I feel the presence of God. Even you. <laughs> First Timothy chapter 1. Verses 1. Are we there? Let's read very quickly. The Bible says, Paul, I, Paul, an apostle, Jesus Christ, by the commandment of our Lord God, our Savior, and the Lord Jesus, which is our hope, and to Timothy, my own son in the faith. Now take heed when Paul is writing to his own son. Are you hearing me? In the qualification of the faith, you realize that we speak the things given to us as ministers of the gospel, either by reason of command, are you hearing me? Or by reason of having sought special permission from God to minister certain things. Not all messages are necessary and relevant to all people. Are you with me? Are you with me? That is why there are certain things Paul says, but this I speak by... Permission and not of commandment. You know, the things that are of commandment. Why? Because the ultimate ministry of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ had commandments. Not the Ten Commandments, but the commandments of the Father through the Son Jesus. That is why when he's instructing the church, he tells them, Go ye in the world, preach this gospel. Preach and teach them the things I have commanded thee. And he says, For lo, I'm with you until the end. You know, there's a place where 
The things we speak to men are commandments from Jesus to speak them. I'm not talking about the Ten Commandments, no. I'm talking about the instructions, the things that are necessary for every minister of God to know because they are qualified and faithful for all people to listen. So that's why he says, teaching them to observe, he says, teaching them to observe all the things whatsoever I have commanded you and lo, I am with you always. Why? Till the end. Are you hearing me of the world? Their teachings. So we either minister by teaching the things that are commands by our Lord Jesus to teach the church or the things that Jesus says, even if they don't know these, they will go to heaven. Even if they don't know these, they will live a successful life. Even if they don't know these, they will make it in life. But there are men who are more hungry for other things. And these, the Bible says, thus we seek permission. There are certain things that a man has to say, you know what, God? This, I believe, is a bit higher. That's why when it comes to the church in Corinthians, he says, I came to speak to you. In other words, there was a desire for Paul to share with them what he had experienced in God. But he says, but I found you unable. He says, you are, you are still babes. He says, you are unable to take of what? Of meat. He says, and I, brethren, I could not speak unto you. That means there was a zeal, there was a burden to wanting to let these guys into something. But he says, but I could not speak unto you as spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. He says, I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither are you yet now able. He weighs the maturity of the church and he realizes, no, these guys can't take it. These guys can't take it. It's too heavy. But that means that the church won't grow. No, the church can grow very well. And men can be a success. But there are certain things that a man has to seek permission to share. Now, of course, I believe that in the body of Christ there are indifferent ministers who neither know the difference between command and are seeking of permission. They are indifferent. Anything that drops in his spirit, he thinks it's revelation. Oh, there, I was reading my Bible and then it revealed to me. Now they share what is revealed to them. You get where I'm coming from. And they can qualify and be qualified as workers along, but not as laborers. These things seem the same, but they're not the same. You can be a worker in God, but not a laborer. Because laborers are attached to assignment. Are you hearing me? And no man under assignment should not understand the times of the Spirit. That is why for every generation, there's a revelation. You understand? That's the transition of church history. Are you hearing me? The Montanists and Alicibiades of Phrygia did their thing when the Christ had gone. The transitions of the church into whatever you want to call in the early church. The experiences of the early church transitioning from the truth of the Christ to the revelation of Paul, which lays the foundation of the mystery. And how many men came across and on board because Paul preached certain things. Certain men died born again but did not believe Paul's letters. You get my point? And the Bible speaks of them which were at Jerusalem that had believed. That even though they believed in Jesus, they did not behold the doctrine of grace. They preached circumcision alongside salvation. They went to heaven. Are you hearing me? But there are certain things that were not revealed unto them. Transition of the church all through to the Nisan fathers. Read all through to the Moravian revivals, to the first great awakening, to the second great awakening, to the first square, full gospel, Elim, charismatic, the prayer movement, the holiness movement. There's a transition. There's a transition. There's a transition. And one womb, one old womb begets another old womb, new womb, and another womb begets another old womb. But now, this I speak by permission and not of commandment. Not that every man should know, 
that I sought permission to speak this. In this life, there are people whose ministries could have survived in every movement. And that explains why certain ministries have lived for more than 200 and 300 years and 400 years. Entirely principles. And their people, however anointed they are, they could not survive in certain moves. You understand? Because what makes a Christian relevant in every season and move of the Holy Spirit, in every generation, is a certain tagging. I used to tell people who worship, for example, a man writes a song in the 16th, 17th, 18th century. And you sing it, and you feel it has life. Just as I am without one please but that I blood was shed for me and that I'll be become to that song? Even our children are going to sing that song. For as long as the earth remains, certain songs are never going to leave the billboard of this world. But the people whose CDs we've already buried. They, 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 they sang a song last year, this year we've already buried. There's something they didn't know. There's something they didn't know. There's something they didn't know. See, I need something, I don't know about you, but I need something that will make me relevant in every generation. I know the calm will come and men will do whatever they will have to do, but you must remain with something that will make you relevant even in the years to come. Somebody say amen. And that's eternal in God. That is why certain ministries survived, certain revival movements, and some ministries did not. Certain ministries looked at some ministries and they looked like they were. They could not minister in the generation to come. Whether it's pastors, preachers, evangelists, whatever you want to call it. Every man that calls on the name of Jesus Christ and matures into the responsibility of the life of ministry, these are things you ought to be careful about. Is my ministry going to be relevant in the next 100 or 200 years? If not, then God ought to teach you how. There's a way how. I say there's a way how. There's a way how. Why, why, why do men build businesses and those businesses go dynasty after but dynasty, family after family, generation after generation, and certain people do businesses and they die with them? Are you hearing me? What of that blessing that goes up to a thousand generations? If I'm a businessman, my children's 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 children must experience that favor. Look, he says a good man stores that treasure for his children and his children's children. You know, everybody here before you die, you must have enough for your grandchildren to live on. Now, if you raise another good son, you don't worry about your grandchildren and his grand, your, your great-grandchildren and your great-great-grandchildren because he'll fix, he'll not have time to fix his sons because his sons were fixed by you. So, he will buy time to fix his sons, his sons' sons, 
and the sons of his sons' sons. Are you hearing me? Now, if he also raised a good man, he will also not waste time on three generations. Why? Because he has something that is going to affect the fourth, fifth, and sixth generation. Before you know that, there are things that will not happen to my children. I'm persuaded. Tell your neighbor, I'm persuaded. There are things that will not happen to my children. So, everything you're doing is a seed. You don't just come to Fenero to pray. No. The Bible says that Isaac, Abraham sojourned the land with the patriarchs in his bosom. When he walked, Abraham, Abraham, when he walked, Isaac was inside feeling the walk. Jacob was inside feeling the walk. He says, by faith, he sojourned in the land of the promise as in a strange land, living in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him in the same promise. They're inside this system. But everywhere he's walking, they're feeling it. When you, your children, the ones who are not yet born again, who are still in your loins, they're attending Fanero. So by the time they come out of you, they know things. I've seen days where ch- your children will remind you, don't you remember Fanero 74? It's not by might, not by power, but by the Holy Ghost. Whatever is revealed is yours. Somebody say it's mine. I get a hold of it. I get a hold of it. Say it's mine. In the name of Jesus. We, listen, we don't just come to pray because we have nothing to do. We don't come in fellowship because we, we don't have stuff to do. No, many of you have left responsibilities back home. But you're paying a certain price. He says, I've sp- not spoken in secret. I have not called Jacob to seek me in vain. He didn't call you. Listen, you can't waste time in the presence of Almighty God. Something is adding on you. Unless it's not the presence. But if it is the presence of God, something is adding on you. Let them give you a few days, a few weeks, a few months, a few years. They will say there is something on this guy. I told people when we were in university, all we used to do was pray. We are always in the presence of God every day. Every day we are in the presence of God. Every day. Every day. That's why I feel sorry for some gener- this generation. Many people don't know how to be in the presence of God. They don't know what it means to just be there. And do nothing. We used to sit with our boys about eight hours in the presence. You're just busking. Then you come out. And you don't even have a... You even check your pocket, there is no money, but you say, Mandara Baka, shake it. I'm up to something. I'm up to something. There is something I'm cooking. I might not know it, but I'm up to something. I mean, if a man can walk with Jesus, and the Bible says, and they knew that they were with him, just walking. How about a man in whom the Lord walks? So, that, cha- that saying should not be they knew they were with him. No. That saying should be they knew he was in them. People must know that there is something inside you. Listen, every word you hear on the pulpit every Thursday, the Bible calls it spirit and life. Not pineapple and aspirin. No. He says, for the words that I speak to you, he says, they are spirit and they are life. Now, if I've been blessed with every spiritual 
Numaticos. Blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It must find me in a certain bearing. My spirit must be walked in a certain position. And that is where I'm at when I pray. That is where I'm at when I'm in the presence of God. I'm not in the presence of God because I just want a job or a car or a DVD player. No. I've been given everything that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has loved me and called me and to glory and virtue. Glory and virtue is what I'm called into. God didn't call me to eat the bread of sorrow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He called me to be something. That's why Christians, I told you, this year, change your walk. Stop walking like disadvantaged men. Change your walk. Enter office full of life. Tell you guys, how are you everybody? Are you fine? I'm fine. Because God is up to something. God is up to something. He's up to something. There's a spirit. You imagine every day you're, you're receiving things. You're hearing. Some of you, by the time you get up, some people will know. Now I'm prophesying. Oh, I first check. This word must work in you. Hallelujah. You'll tell your children we didn't waste time. We are redeeming the time. Not time, the time. Because the days are evil. Hallelujah. We're hungry for God. Tell your neighbor I'm hungry for God. Now, in Timothy he said, I need to share something very, very, very important. He said that I'm Paul, born servant of Christ, by the commandment of God, and to Timothy, my own son in the faith. Now, these are qualifications for the man of God to know he's speaking to somebody who believes. You understand? In his authority. But number two, There's a lesson for us, even if I'm not your father. eh? (laughs) Let's first think through the mind of what a spiritual father would speak to a son, okay? He says, verse 3, As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge them that they teach no other doctrine. Are you hearing me? Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions rather than godly edifying which is in now the end of the commandment listen, is charity out of a pure heart that's number one and of a good conscience, that's number two and of faith and faith that means that every man who has come to the end of the commandment must have those three things love out of a pure heart a good conscience and faith and faith that's how you know that a man has come to the end of a commandment. If a man is still struggling in the faith, are you hearing me? In the faith. If a man is still struggling in the conscience, if a man is still struggling in the purity of heart through the mind of love, that man has not yet come to the end of commandment. And therefore, it's easy to live a sinful life. For sin, the Bible says, shall not have dominion over you, for you're not under the law, but under grace. But there are many people, even though they speak these things and think them, they are not experiencing them personally. Are you with me? Every man that has gotten to the end of the commandment will carry three things. 
the purity of heart. Are you hearing me? The conscience. Because the conscience is the place that hears God. That means you hear God from a good place. You don't hear God from a compromised place. Otherwise, a man will hear God a half because some men receive in part. And then when he receives in part, he has a conscience that is compromised. And before you know that, the beginning of prophecy will not end the way it ought. It's one thing for me to see you have 10,000 in your pocket. It's another when I tell you the Lord has sold you to give it to me because I've seen it. And then you give it to me because you know I've seen it. Yet the completion of these things was not that I get the 10,000 from you. Are you with me? But you're living in a generation that they know the difference. The major line of Christianity, I wish you know. Some of you know. This year, you are going to fly. That's it. They are going to go. That's it. You get it. So people are going to church just to... You know, excited women with bags. You understand? Yay! And then the preachers, the preachers promise the next meeting like, like it's a movie. Say, next week. So, he says, the end of the commandment. Let me tell you, the biggest percentage of Christians have not gotten to that place. Even those who seem to be, they are not. The end of the commandment, the scriptures are clear, is love out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith and faith. Hallelujah. Never forget that. That's the end of every commandment. That means if you say, me, I have met the end of the commandment, now I'm moving in the grace of God. There must be love out of a pure heart. That's why... We can't fight fellow ministers because we don't believe in their message. Because we are in the... We, without this, there is no law. You, you understand? Without this, there is no law. That's why you cannot find funeral members also saying, that man is a man with no culture. Yeah. Even that one, we don't believe in him. People let us gather up strength. And then we fight these cults. We cannot do that. You know why? Because we carry a purity of heart in love. Do you understand? Even if we don't agree with them, there's still a place of love to pray for them until they're restored. We don't give up on men until they die. Are you hearing me? It should not be hard that a funeral member is fighting another. It should not be hard. Even if people speak evil about you, be different. Why? Because you're at the end of the commandment. You're at the end of it. God realizes with you, you don't need a law on you. Because you have a pure heart in love. Are you hearing me? The, the conscience is good. You can't feel funny because the sister sounds better. You don't have nugu. Are you hearing me? It's undefiled. The faith is unfeigned. It doesn't lie to self. You don't lie to yourself. Because feigned faith is a faith that lies to the self. Many Christians, they lie to themselves. They confess things they will never see. Hey, in the name of Jesus, I believe, I believe. And then 20 years, 30 years, they see you believing, but there's no result in you. And then men say, physician, heal thine self. I told people there is nothing, and I always tell it to my ministers here, there is nothing dissipating, like not looking like the anointing that you carry. I refuse to be indifferent to the anointing that I carry. I refuse. 
I must be equal to what I say I am in the name of Jesus. When you say you're blessed, people must look at you and they say, indeed, you're blessed. When you say you're wise, people must hear you and they say, indeed, you're wise. When you say you're increasing, people must look at you and say, indeed, you are increasing. Not increasing, but increasing in the spirit. (laughs) Hallelujah. Tell yourself, I must look the anointing I carry. Say it again. I say, I must look the anointing I carry. (laughs) Hallelujah. So... After the end of the commandment, the end of the commandment, that is why I told people, when you look at the fruit of the Spirit and how it works, you understand? You realize a man who carries the fruit, can, you cannot tell him don't, because it works inside him, you understand? To produce the results that he wants in his life. Hallelujah. Praise God. So our faith is unfeigned. We don't deceive ourselves. What I believe to be is. What I don't believe to be is not. Are you hearing me? Our consciences are clear. There is no man in this world I hate. He's not there. Even if you search my heart. I have tried to hate. I can't. Because it's not in my nature to hate. Are you hearing me? Oh yes, I know people hate us. But it's not in my nature. You get it? Because I'm at the end of what should Tell me not to hate because it also knows I can't. Are you hearing me? Are you getting where I'm coming from? Verse 6. So he says, um, from which some, having what? Swapped off, have what? Turned aside into what? Vain jungling, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say, nor where they are far. <laughs> I, I promise to share something on this. Allow me. I might not know how to explain to a man to heal the sick. Are you hearing me? Do you understand? And I might not carry the understanding of how the sick are healed. But I must carry the affirmation in my spirit of how it works. There are things you might never be able to explain, but you know how to do them. And it's possible. You understand? Depending on who you're ministering to or what kind of thing you're dealing with. And it's natural that certain people in this world might not have the understanding even though it's bad but it's okay if a man has not the understanding but carries the affirmation because when you understand and you know you know that you know that what I carry has to be this even if I don't have a literal explanation about it I can still prove it do you understand? Let me share something. Let me show you something. But the girl, come. Now, eh? I'm going to release something from my spirit to your spirit. But I want you to resist this as much as you can. You understand? Make sure you don't fall stand with all your hands and legs. You understand? Use all your human effort to make sure that you don't what? You don't fall. Okay? Alright, just close your eyes. Resist it. Resist it. 
Close your eyes. <laughs> Refuse to fall. Eh? Harden yourself, okay? <laughs> Close your eyes. <laughs> Resist it as much as you can. Resist it as much as you can. You see, she can't. I might not explain to you what happened, but I carry the affirmation that even if she stands like how, she can't resist it. Because, I, listen, I, I come from a certain place to do that. Are you hearing me? I carry a certain understanding of how I release stuff to a human spirit. And I know what her body can contain and what her body can't contain. I know that even if she says, now let me hold this thing with all my legs and hands. Are you hearing me? There is an anointing she cannot contain in her body. Even if she tried. Okay? Now I might not be able to explain to the man what it is. I might not. I mean I don't know how. But I might not be able. But if I, I carry the affirmation. I carry the confidence that if I do it, it will work. Do you understand? I carry the confidence that if I do it, it will work. Not because I've told her to fall. No. Even if she says me now, eh? You know, the same people, one time there was a lady who you went to school with. She told me, 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 I don't fall. Oh, you understand? And then she put me on a test for her not to what? Not to fall. And I was torn between two things. Should I prove to her there is an anointing she can't stand? Or should I let it pass? Because the spirit by which she's asking is wrong. You see, let me tell you something. You remember Simon the Sorcerer in the book of Acts? The Bible says, when he sees the miraculous, he says, I, uh, I want to pay money for this. And what does the man of God tell him? The man of God tells him, you, your heart is not right. Your heart is not right. He says, for I behold that there is gall and bitterness in you. And he says, for depart from me and perish with thine money. Why? Because he says, you have no part, no lot in this matter. Was Simon the Sorcerer born again? Yes, he was born again. But he did not have a part, no lot in the matter. I'll explain what that means. Part and lot look like they're the same things, but they're different. Part means assignment. Lot means the anointing to demonstrate. So Simon the Sorcerer, even though he was born again, he did not transition through the period of how to understand the assignment of God upon his life. To firstly understand, is this my assignment to do this? Because many people misapprehend the things of the Spirit because it's not their assignment. I know Philip can make clear men walk and open blind eyes, but there is a point he says, look, after they are born again, the assignment of mine is not for the filling of the Spirit. He gets the apostolic and he brings them. You understand? Is he made lame men walk up and blind eyes. He has the anointing. That's true. But it's not on his assignment to release the anointing on men. Why? Because they'll ask him what he released and he won't be able to apprehend. Oh, sorry, to explain it to them. It doesn't mean that he could not release an anointing. It only means that he needed a sta- more stable spirit to release the spirit in men. But he could make the lame men walk. But he knew his part and said, okay, this is my part. This is where I can go and I can't go here. Because if I go here, and that's what many people try to do. Somebody tries to do something they don't have in their spirit. And when it fails, either they say it doesn't work, it doesn't. Some people even who criticize us, it's because they tried and they failed. 
You understand? Somebody tries and then he fails and after that he gets a doctrine against it. One time I had a guy who said, me God didn't call me to make people fall down. He called, made me, he called me to make people stand up. I said, eh. <laughs> do you understand what you're talking about? No. He knoweth not what he says, neither from where he affirms. So you mean when they've fallen down, they've fallen? Can I tell her to last? Can she last? There. Can she last in that, in that position? I last after a man, can she? She cannot. So what do you mean by falling? You understand where I'm coming from? Do you get it? So, I, I knew that she didn't have a part. No lot in the matter. Instead, I spoke to her about Jesus. I didn't tell her I'm going to. No, I just spoke to her about Jesus. We ministered to her. The next thing I know, I'm the one who had to get her. She rolled like a ball. I had to literally run to get her. Come back! <laughs> Hallelujah. So sometimes the question ultimately is, do you, does the man have a part or a lot in the matter? Because the part is the assignment. The lot is the anointing for that particular ministry. He doesn't even understand what God has called him to do. He just wants to buy power. He doesn't understand why even people are filled by the Holy Spirit. He just wants to fall. You get my point? That's not the point. Come on, don't fall. Because you misunderstand. You get it? The anointing of God is not what touches the body. And then you fall down. No. Actually, the anointing begins from within, comes to the soulish realm, and the body can't contain it. You get it? It's from within out. It's not from out within. You understand? Even when we lay hands on you, we don't lay hands on your body. <laughs> we impart into your spirit. Did you understand? Anyway, I'll say that I might not have an understanding of what I did. I might not. But I must carry the affirmation. That is the statement that tells you that when I say we are going to do this next year, I know it's going to happen. That's, a, that's the confidence that you have in Christ. Are you hearing me? That is the confidence that you must have in Christ. When you tell somebody, I'm not going to die next year, you know from where it's coming from. It's not coming from health living and eating nice diets, even though they are okay. Are you hearing me? The Bible says that bodily exercise profits little. Very little. You cannot say that I have the affirmation of living longer tomorrow because I ate. Listen, our grandfathers, some of them did not eat the best meals, but they lived past 100. Mom's dad died of 112, I don't know. He wasn't a healthy eater. Avoiding Simanya what? Nada. Superstar was a managa. So, he says, bodily exercise. Read it in the message. It's even more annoying there. Uh-huh. Stay clear of silly stories that get dressed up as religion. Exercise daily in God. No spiritual flabbiness, please. Uh-huh. Workouts in the gymnasium are useful. But a disciplined life in God is far more. Making you fit both today and forever. <laughs> what am I talking about? I'm saying you can't get heart disease when you speak in tongues. Impossible. Masakatala. Why? Because the Bible says that he that speaketh in tongues buildeth himself up. Do you know what it means to build yourself up? 
you build the antibodies. You build the whatever. What? You add protein. You come on. You add ayamaka sepatala. You're speaking in tongues, but in the spirit realm, it's as if you're vaccinating yourself from cancer, like HIV. Mapatakala sepatalaba hiselepatala pikaraba. Building yourselves up in your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. What you do? You just wake up in the morning and say, Makasa katala, mapakatalapa, robokotelepakaya, reba setelepa. In the spirit, you're makasala. But when men don't see, you're doing like this. But physically, they hear you makatalapa, seba katalepetele, maseketelepa. A car accident goes away. Makalebo koreba, a bullet flies, maseketele. For those of you still love going to doctors, the moment a doctor gives you a report, go and speak in tongues. Don't tell your husband, can you believe they found this in me? Uh -uh. They can't find in you. The Bible says the prince of this world has nothing in me. Just get aside and speak in tongues. You build yourself up. You build yourself up. Before you know that. How many of you ever since you started coming to Fanero, you stopped falling sick? Why? Because the Bible says these words are medicine to your body. Right now you're, 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 you're injecting something in your blood. So, he says for their life to work. And to them that find them. And health to their flesh. This thing inside you. You can't die early. Come on. Tell your neighbor I can't die early. Charlie, whoa. Somebody say, but you can't tell the future. No. Come on. The Bible says, now we have a sure word of prophecy. And it says, and you do good to hit to it. Like a light that shineth in darkness. But how are you sure? You know, some people say, even Muslims, some Christians talk like Muslims. Inshallah. Inshallah. Inshallah to Jagenda. Inshallah. If God wills, mine has willed. He's not planning to. That's why it's a testament. That's why it's a testament. Because mine has willed. He said with long life. But I am dealing with somebody here who has been Simanya dreaming that you are dying. Simanya people are scaring you again. Oh Charlie Wow. Well, let's plan by the way. Tell your neighbor we are planning for the future. I don't care whether you're 80. You're still around. Tell your neighbor you're still around. Nobody is going to die in this room. You're going to live long. Listen. When Alexander Dowie began the ministry, are you hearing me? It was recorded. Are you with me? That Zion was the healthiest city in the United States. His spiritual son, John G. Lex, began ministry later. When 
John Gilex began ministry, he received an award of the city mayor that the city had the healthiest people. One, because the doctors were treating, listen to what the mayor said. They said the doctors were treating and every case that failed, they sent to John Gilex and he healed. They gave him an award. As a token of appreciation. People are not going to get cholera when I'm... Come on. Cholera. Come on. Not you. Not you. Not you. The other day I went in a place where they told me cholera had broken out. Somebody told me, hey, by the cholera broke out here, five people have died. And then I laughed. And said, hey, who's the cat Isn't it serious? I said, no, not that it's not serious. It's just funny that you can warn me about cholera. You understand? It's funny. You are warning me about cholera. You understand? Me, Apostle Grace. People can put your name if you want. My mother is my witness. I used to get malaria every three weeks. I convulsed. One time I passed out with her in a restaurant in one day. They were taking soda. I went to the heavenly places. Then they told me all these things to avoid malaria. Mosquito net. We put mosquito nets everywhere. Then the malaria came more when I was in a mosquito net. So as I was studying this word, are you hearing me? One time I stumbled on a, on a passion of scripture, I think it should have been in message or something, which says that the very blood in him is the blood in us. Hey! Hey! I said, what? That day, I got uh, that what? That net, and then I rolled it up like this. Then I stood in my room and I said, now from today, Every insect that wants to come to drink life, let it come to drink life. Only do my blood no harm. I said, every mosquito that wants now, from today you're free. So one time I was seated and the mosquito came and said to me, Pwah. so my friend says, hey, can you see that? It's drinking Jesus' blood. The blood that flows in the Christ. That was the last time I knew how malaria feels like. Mosquito net. Come on, you don't need... Come on! Immunize your blood! By the word. He says, with thy word, I've cleansed them. That was the last time I put on a mosquito net. Even if I go anywhere. Recently, said, sometimes as in Kenya, there are mosquitoes, so then they bite like people. I don't understand how Kenyans... They, 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 they think it, it feels like it has teeth. Kenyans, I don't know how you live. You understand what I'm saying? Kenyan mosquitoes, they are more healthy. I don't know why. Come! I said, ah! But my head tells me I can't get malaria. I can't get malaria. The Bible says, nothing from without defileth a man. Nothing from outside can defile you. Nothing from outside can define you. Nothing from outside can define you. So you can somebody, Oh, you have flu guy. Eh? No. The moment somebody sneezes, try to tell them sorry. You still get flu. Oh. 
I'm treating somebody right now. <laughs> Tell your neighbor I'm healthy. I'm so healthy. In my body. I'm so healthy. Oh, hallelujah. If you came with the temperature, it's gone. Now, listen. Quickly, let's finish this. So, man of God, when you say that I am rich, do you have the understanding and you carry the affirmation? When you say I am blessed, do you carry the understanding? Do you carry the affirmation? When you say I am increasing, do you carry the affirmation? Do you carry the understanding? Because men which desire to preach the law understand not what they say, neither from where they are from. In fact, let me tell you something. The affirmation of the spirit swings on the pendulum of two things. And I want you to note them. One, the revelation of the mind of the spirit pertaining that issue. Not your idea. No. The revelation of the mind of the spirit pertaining whatever you're dealing with. I have a financial issue. What's the mind of the spirit? I have a sickness. What's the mind of the spirit? The other day they brought me a man with a very bad back. He, had, he was paying a few millions of dollars, a million, millions of shillings. He was planning to go to, I think, India or something for an operation. His back was funny. So I sat down with this guy to pray. And the mind of the spirit told me simple. The man is not a tither. It wasn't a demon. That's the brother. Your tithings, please. He says, oh, I have not been faithful. I told him, just fix that. You're not sick. Indeed, when he fixed that, his back got fixed. We didn't even need to pray. Why? Because I know the mind of the spirit pertaining to his situation. It was simple. The guy wasn't a giver. The ransom of a man's life are his riches. Are you hearing me? Now, you find a guy just struggling with disease simply because he's not a giver. And he thinks that there's a demon that is going to release. The only demon that will be removed out of that because the house is not swept will bring eight more demons. And the place of that person is going to be worse. That's why it's funny when a Christian is praying for something and it worsens. Take heed when you're praying and it's worsening. Chances are you might be going the wrong way. Are you with me? So the place, the place of affirmation means that Number one, you carry the revelation of the spirit pertaining that particular issue. Number two, that the man receiving it, write this, carries the stability to judge the matters and the knowledge to execute. Very important. I need the mind of the spirit to confirm and explain to me whatever I'm dealing with. But number two, I need the stability in the spirit to reconcile judgment and knowledge when I'm dealing with this issue. I can have the mind of the spirit, but if I don't have judgment, are you hearing me? And knowledge to deal with the issue, the stability in my spirit, it means I might not get the desired results. Are you with me? It's one thing when Pharaoh has received the mind of the spirit pertaining the famine. It's another when he does not carry the stability of the spirit to carry both judgment and the wisdom to execute. That's why he needed Joseph. Are you hearing me? Do you understand what I mean? 
But the one question the Lord one time asked me, and I might not answer it in this kind of forum, I'll answer it one day, was, if you read the scriptures, you're going to be surprised that when the famine hit, it didn't hit Egypt. It hit the whole world. That is why the brothers of Joseph came from different lands to come and receive food. That means the thing on Joseph, even though it seemed like, according quote, he was planning for Pharaoh and the people of Egypt, the mind of the spirit in him and the anointing. That's why the Bible says, Pharaoh says, For I see no man in whom the spirit of God dwells. Because he knows that when the Holy Spirit comes into you, the Bible says he's the mother of all witty inventions. He carries all the lines of wisdom and judgment. When he's inside you, you know how to discern and plan. You understand? As the Spirit of God causes you to, the understanding is the sheer explanation of what he's causing you to do. I might move without the understanding, but I must move with the causing. The understanding is a plus because then I can teach it. You cannot teach what you've been caused to do if you don't carry the understanding of what it is. Are you with me? But even deeper than this, Pharaoh knew that in the guy there was a spirit of God. He says, ah, he's, he's in you. Now, when the man is planning for Egypt, inside him there is something telling him that the world is going to starve. And that's exactly what he deals with to feed the whole world. That was an anointing. That was an anointing. One time if I'm allowed to teach about the administrative anointing, I will explain it. It's on Joseph. I can explain it according to the scriptures. People are doing administration. You get it? The, the, the place that sets you just above normal people, the way you do your things, it has to be different. You get it? But this is what hit me. The Lord asked me, why did Pharaoh dream for the whole world? Was there no man to dream for the whole world with whom I had a relationship? Take heed when God makes a Pharaoh dream. Because you see, the Bible says he cannot hide these things from his servants. Are you hearing me? Then that fear him, the Bible says all his secrets are revealed. Take heed when an unbeliever gets a revelation of something going to happen and a Christian hasn't yet. Chances are there's a bigger explanation to that. Think about it. I wish I had time to explain it. Pharaoh should not know the affairs of the heavens before you and I. Because that means he's going to plan ahead of you. Even though you're born again, he's going to employ you. Do you understand where I'm coming from? It's a painful situation when a man who is not born again can predict the future of the world. And the men which are supposed to be predicting only carry the wisdom to execute what the man dreamed. Then who was dreaming for the world? By the time God is too desperate to make a Pharaoh dream. Anyway, that's for another day. But anyway, listen. Back to the story. Think about it. Meditate. Meditate. It's a very serious issue. Very serious issue. Because I've had stray men prophesying and things come to pass. You get it? Even the mere prediction of a, sea, a shilling tomorrow morning is a problem when a spiritual man doesn't know where the dollar is now. It's, it's a problem. But you'll understand. People are supposed to be coming to us when they are going to trade. Pastor Nixon, a man is supposed to ask you, where is the dollar tomorrow? And you tell him it's at 3,423 and that must be it. 
Anyway, you'll understand. So, listen. Oh, fast forward. So, the man doesn't carry the affirmation. You're saying I'm rich. You don't... You, are you sure you're rich? You're saying I'm blessed. Are you sure you're blessed? I'm getting married this year. Are you sure? No, I'm having faith. Listen, faith is substance. Do you have the substance to make it happen? When I tell people, we're going to be one of the biggest churches on the earth, I know from where I am far. It is not, it is deeper than a prayer. Are you hearing me? I've conditioned my spirit every day of my life. I dream it, I see it, I eat it in my food, I drink it in my coffee, I take it in the pork. When I'm eating it, it tells me. Now you, you also have your right to state your own life. If you say I'm going to be the most successful banker in the world, so be it unto you. I'm going to be the most successful doctor in the world, go money. I'm going to be the best worshiper in Uganda, go money. He says whatsoever. So start speaking the best things that you are. Don't worry, the sky is too big enough for everyone to be the best. I told people if God has to multiply planets, now recently you've heard eh, scientists have discovered another planet. And they'll soon realize it also has life. Some of you don't understand. If God has to break everything for you to fulfill his word in you, he will fulfill it in the name of Jesus. Somebody say amen. If he promised, be restless steward, he will fulfill it. We weren't there when he spoke to you. And we don't need to be there. But we want to be there when it's happening. Hallelujah. Now, look at, look at, look at, look at the law. People who desire to preach the law. When a man doesn't carry the affirmation, it means he doesn't carry the stability. Neither the mind of the spirit reveals. And those are people Peter talks about. Men which are unlearned and unstable. He said they twist the other scriptures like they do the rest of the scriptures for their own destruction. And as when a man is not stable in the things of the spirit and is unlearned, because the learning of the spirit is what reveals the mind of God. Are you seeing? The mind of God pertaining that situation. Now I'm teaching you how to get out of issues easily without calling a man of God no, listen I just want to show you how you get out your own self so that you can get many out hallelujah the mind of the spirit in every child of God revealed in every circumstance is a learning are you hearing me? then comes the stability of things the place where a man is well placed in the spirit both to carry judgment and the knowledge of execution are you hearing me? Very important. Now, I'll give you an example of men which teach the law. When you read Timothy, he said they desire to be teachers of the law. Endless myths and genealogies. Let me show you something in Isaiah 29, 13th verse. I'm just going to give you an example. Read. Okay, begin probably from the 12th. God brought a scripture to a man who is unlearned. He says, and the book is delivered to him that is not learned, saying, read this, I pray thee. And he says, I'm not learned. Are you hearing me? Then God is forced to say, because he's speaking to a man who's not learned. Otherwise, if a man was learned, he would interpret. And you know, it's funny when a man gets a, a book, okay, in the spirit, or receives a scroll in the spirit, but he's unlearned. You understand? It means it, it's easy to receive things in the spirit, but if you're not learned, they will not benefit neither God will not use them through you to bless many. 
Now look at the situation of man which is not land. And God has to explain the mind of the spirit. He says the next verse. Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as these people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart from me and their fear toward me. Listen, is taught by the precept of men. Just listen to that. Men were separated and alienated from the life of God. But when he spoke, fear the Lord. They taught the fear of the Lord in the precepts of men. You ask many Christians, why do you fear God? What do you do because you fear God? You're going to realize it's the precepts of men. It's the precepts of men. Not of God. Now if you miss the mind of the spirit, remember the land? Are you hearing me? The land? If you're not land in this, by the time you get to the place of stability, you might not be able to interpret and explain why certain things are so. Look at the place of fear. There are people who say, ah. One time a preacher stood and said, stop sinning. God is a consuming fire. Ah. Are you hearing me? And some people stopped sinning because they what? They fear God. They stopped lying. Hey, 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 me, I fear God. How can I do that? You understand? Listen. If you fear God, are you hearing me? And not do something because you fear him. Do you realize it does not remove the desire to do? And if it so doesn't remove the desire to do, he ups the game and tells you, no, here is the bracks for every tuck. If a man looks at a woman lustfully, he has committed suicide. I don't want to use the word. He has committed what? Suicide. Okay, Delta. So it means I didn't do it because I fear God. So I locked myself up in the what? The room and I said to God, and then they preached that someone of Daniel. Daniel refused to eat the king's meat. Do you even understand meat? Some people are funny. Do you understand what meat is? And then God, some people say, God anointed him because he refused to eat the, the, the king's meat. You don't understand. You don't really understand. There were three things that were done to those boys. Their language was changed. Teach them the language of the Chaldeans. Their names were changed. Daniel became Belteshazzar. And their meals. So you're only referring to meal. You don't understand the language, neither the name. So you have identity issues and your language in the spirit is funky. And you're trying to tell me that because you're fasting and eating greens, you're going to see God. Funny. <laughs> that happened that way. Hallelujah. Anyways, somebody says, Daniel refused. You see, food, listen, food and sexual appetite are two different things. That's why you can't find a, an auditorium full of people and somebody has a plate of food. We've come to explain this meal. But an auditorium can fill people when men are going to show perversiveness. Are you with me? It's possible for a man to show a perversive movie and everybody feels the auditorium. You understand what I'm saying? Now, let's think with me here. If I do something because I fear you, are you hearing me? Yet inside me there, I have seen a woman and I've lasted for her. Does that mean I've not committed it? I have. It only means I've not done it. 
physically. Now, sync with me. Sync with me. Is that fear? Fear is when it comes from within, right? Do you have the power to deal with that from within when it's a nature issue? You cannot. Because it's warped in your system. You're with me? That is why in, in Psalms 103, let's open 103, verses 5, he says something. Listen to the mind of the Spirit on how men fear him. Verses 3, I think. One, two, three, let's go. Who forgiveth all my iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases? Verse 4. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who is that? Why is he doing all that? Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Why is he doing all that? Why does he find a man with issues, eh? weakness, whichever thing you have, eh? and then he just seeks to forgive all your weaknesses? What is his mind in forgiving? Are you hearing me? What does Luke 747 say? Luke 747 say. What does it say? He says, uh-huh. Wherefore I send to thee, listen, her sins which are many are forgiven. Uh-huh. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth. So God knows if a man is forgiven too much, he's going to love much. If a man is forgiven little, he's going to love. That's why the 130, the Psalm 130 verse 3, he says that he forgives us. He forgives. There is forgiveness with him. 130 verse 3. Psalm 130 verse 3. He says, For there is forgiveness in what? That they may what? That they may what? Fear him. There is forgiveness with the Lord that they may what? Fear him. In other words, According to the mind of the spirit, the reason why men fear God is because he forgives a lot. But the precepts of men teach that men fear him because he's a consuming. Israel rebelled against God every day and he smites them and they rebelled 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 up to today Israel is still rebellious because no amount of beating will change your kid beat all you want are you hearing me human beings don't respond by anger they respond by mercy when a woman has been forgiven, when her husband has wronged her, she will love him more than if he beats her up not to do it again. And if you beat her up not to do it again, that means she has stopped doing it. One day some people grow cold blood and they say, now, I know you're going to beat me, but I'm going to do it anyway. How do you fix that? Some of you have been in school, you know what? Me in Gombe, they used to beat us. So one day I said, neighbor, now, every day I receive five, six canes. Why don't I plan my head and condition myself? I conditioned myself. I knew they are going to beat me for not talking in that three canes. Morning, I don't know, not going to go for morning. Perhaps that's three canes. Mami, kati antunyagawa, no, no. You understand? Kati, me, I would count my sticks. Three for not attending morning preps. Three for not talking in. Three over for what? Then I count nine. And then I ask. 
the moment they, they hit the, the, the morning prep door, the bell, yeah, just, mm, 45 minutes of sleeping, of three canes. Mm, pa, 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 even tomorrow. Until one time some teacher discovered me and said, and he was beating, and then he saw me from a fan says, For you, I'm going to beat you 20. Why? Because every morning I was there. Listen, you can't win men over by anger. You can only win them over by love. Corinthians 13, 8 is very clear for love never fails. It never fails. Now, look at the precepts. Men were teaching in the precepts of men. And what were they teaching? They were telling people, fear God, otherwise he will consume you. What's it a young woman came for counseling one day and she told me I need counseling I've slept with the whole village listen it was a true story not 20 people not 30 people no the whole village And she said, and sometimes I didn't even protect myself. I don't even know what's wrong with me. I took her for HIV. Negative. So how do you explain that? Doctor. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? God does not deal with men in anger. He can't win a man's heart by anger. That is why some people are going to hell. Because they think God doesn't love. The only thing that wins men to God is his love. He forgives men that they might fear him. That's the mind of the spirit. Teach them men the forgiveness of God. They will learn to fear him. But no, when you say that, you become cult. Because for them, they are used to scaring people in their chairs. Then you start to shake like this. Then the next day you do it again. (laughs) Because there is no power in the words of threatening to redeem a man. To whom is forgiven much. They love much. Now, listen to what I mean by that. Now, sadly, there are many men who preach this thing. Not knowing from where they are from. Or understand what they even say. And in the spirit, they represent vain jungling. Listen to me. I don't understand how a man can refuse to receive the grace of God. Because the grace of God is there simply to remove sin out of you without effort. He said it is finished. Just receive. He says, and we which have believed have entered into rest. Because I believed. I am rested. I'm rested that I'm okay. I'm rested that my future is okay. I'm rested that my finances are okay. I'm rested that my marriage is okay. I'm rested that my ki- you, or you will be okay. Tell your neighbor you will be okay. Everything is okay. Eh? You mean? Somebody say, you mean in Bulokozi? I tell them, look. 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 Listen to me. Listen to me. Salvation can be hard. It can also be easy. You choose what you want. Some of us lose, we live a good salvation life. 
and we don't struggle in anything. Me, I don't struggle in anything. The other day, I was even worried on my bed. I said, can you believe I don't have one problem? I was worried. Not, it wasn't a statement of faith. No, it was, a, it was a, an honest worry. How come I don't have problems? He satisfies me with good things. My cup runneth over. That's who you are. The challenges we're teaching, precepts of men, even as the doctrine of Christ. Now, do you have that thing which affirms the things you believe to be true? If he did not withhold his only son, the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, will you perish with him? It's in Romans somewhere. He says, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for all of us, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? How? Think about it. Give me the message version of that. Message, message. What does it say? Uh-huh. If God, listen, didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? Everything God is glad and is free. Tell your neighbor in everything he's glad and free. Tell him in everything God is glad and free to bless me. Do you want a car? He's glad. Do you want a house? He's glad. Do you want a ministry? He's glad. You see, some of, I see somebody going on their knees and say, Papa God, I want to get married 2016. And then God does like this. beautiful you. You want to get married? Yeah. Okay. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Gladly and freely. And it's free. Get to your feet. Listen. I just want you to take a minute and speak everything you desire in your heart as free and gladly given. Now don't say I want this. Ah, Say I have. I have. You should get it. I have a job. I have a ministry. In the name of Jesus. I'm increasing. Somebody speak. 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 The Bible says that behold I'm doing a new thing. For the wisdom of their wise men shall perish. Come on. Come on. Say something in your life. I know it is changing. Come on, say something. Say something. Mashele balalala. My wonder.
Come on. Something is happening in your life. Somebody needed to hear this. I want to speak upon your life and tell you that everything is alright. You're blessed. It is okay. You have made it. You're a success. In the name of Jesus. The devil could have killed you when he could. But now he can't. You're more than a conqueror. By Christ who strengthens you. Great is he that is in you than the devil in the world. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody thank God for his grace. Thank God for his grace. Things are working in your favor. 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 All things work for good to them that love him and are called according to his purposes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That is why in Timothy, the 12th verse, he tells Paul, his, in, in Paul, when Paul tells his son, I thank Jesus, our Lord who has enabled me for that he counted me faithful to put me in this kind of ministry, which has an affirmation and an understanding of things. And he continues to say, and I, who has before, who has before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly and in unbelief. He says, and the grace of our Lord was exceeding, abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Paul felt humility that God had considered him to be a servant to this great ministry when he obtained mercy. And we blessed to be preaching these words. And we blessed to be hearing these words. You carry the affirmation of things. You carry the affirmation of things. I decree and declare in the name of Jesus that you carry the affirmation of things. Everything you will say from today, you'll have the power to prove. Everything you confess from today, you'll have the power to prove. That's why the Bible says, for this cause, we speak in boldness and plainness of speech. We don't hold back because we know that whatever we declare upon our lives is so. When you say, I'm blessed, indeed. He says, seeing then, give me the amplified. Give me the amplified. Seeing then, we have such a glorious hope, such joyful and confident expectation. We speak very freely and openly and fearlessly. When you say I'm getting married, you don't fear. When you say I'm increasing, you don't worry because you know that you have the affirmation of the thing you have spoken. When you go home, tell your people, handle me well because I'm going somewhere. Talk to me nicely because something is happening in my life. Something is cooking in my body. I'm about to be a testimony to you. I'm living. I'm multiplying on every side. I'm not going to die tomorrow. Speak these things in your workplaces. With your children. With your husbands. Tell them, brother, it is working in my life. 
I speak with plainness of speech. I speak freely and fearless. Because everything I speak, I carry the power to execute. Tell your neighbor, everything I speak, I carry the power to execute. When I tell you I'm blessed, I mean it. When I tell you I'm increasing, I mean it. When I tell you I'm marrying, I mean it. When I tell you I'm healing the sick, I mean it. When I tell you I'm raising dead bodies, I mean it. When I tell you I'm big, I mean it. When I tell you I'm multiplying, I mean it. When I tell you I'm beautiful, I mean it. When I tell you I'm wise, I mean it. When I tell you I'm rich, I mean it. Come on, shout for Lord. Shout for the Lord. Okay. Give me a minute and we close. Is there anybody? And you're here. And you want to take Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Say, today I want him. Put up your hand. I can lead you in a confession prayer right now. Are you there? Do you see any hand somewhere? Is there anybody? Is there a hand somewhere? Praise God. Anybody else? I see another one. God bless you. Is there anybody else? You say, I'm ready to... Praise God. Hey! Anybody else? Alrighty. If you put up your hand, I want you to repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart that you died and rose again and I confess with my mouth that I'm born again. Jesus mighty name. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Thenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Finero, make manifest.